0: Hello and welcome to the Lake Charles Downtown Business Report, a monthly podcast brought to you by the Lake Charles Downtown Business Association, reporting on downtown businesses, events, and government. My name is Nick Vallome and I'm the chairman of the Lake Charles Downtown Business Association and this is going to be our first report to kick off the new year as well as our first ever uh, podcast. So for this month, what we're going to be doing is sitting down with Mayor Nick Hunter, to review everything he's been doing downtown, as well as his plans for 2020. But first, let's take a look at the year in review. So 2019 saw several exciting new businesses open up in downtown Lake Charles. Probably the most noteworthy of them is the renovation and opening of the old Rick and Jack's building on Broad Street that is now the Panorama Music House Jay Ecker and his partners have done a fantastic job of remodeling this historic building. And they've created a premium music venue with world-class sound, lights, and a great menu and bar. Um, In 2020, they're planning to open up a speakeasy side of the bar that's going to be sort of a low-key lounge where you can go have a cocktail with friends in a uh, sort of hidden away speakeasy environment. And I've seen a little bit of that. It's pretty awesome. Also, 2019 saw the merger of two historic Lake Charles institutions. Mike Sperandio of the Villa Restaurant merged with Nick Hunter of the Harlequin Steakhouse to form the Villa Harlequin. Harlequin, sorry, hard to say. Um, this brings several of the old classics from the Harlequin together with the unique and innovative dishes of Chef Amanda Cusi at the Villa and diners are going to be able to enjoy the best of both of these menus in this really beautifully restored Noble Building, which was restored by Rick and Donna Richard um, and Empire of the Seed in downtown Lake Charles. So definitely go down and check that out. Great for a date night, incredible bar, great um, just for appetizers even. Common Grounds Coffee House has opened their doors in 2019 in the Bergden Campbell Building, which is just across from the new Dace development and they were originally located in gillis and they've now opened up a restaurant with a selection of pastries sandwiches and they serve coffee from local acadiana coffee roasters which is fantastic coffee so check that out it's a great place to sit and watch people walk by in the window Um, further over the abshire law firm has renovated the space across from the immaculate conception cathedral for their law offices And it's really exciting to see someone making use of these old buildings on Kirby Street. So kudos to them. They're right there across from the cathedral, which has recently been renovated as well. Um, For me, great news. There's once again a record store in downtown Lake Charles. The Album Addict has opened up in the Cedar Chest Antique Mall on Division Street, which is just around the corner from Luna. And uh, they've got a great selection of used and new records as well as memorabilia and stuff like that. So if you're a vinyl record fan or you're looking for a gift for somebody or you're just interested in checking out some old, old nostalgic records, go down there and check out Steve Belcher at uh, Album Addict. Um Barbers on Broad opened up on Broad Street um, right by Cotton's downtown. It's a full-service men's barbershop, so they offer some really cool services even for bald guys like me. They have things like beard trimming, um, haircuts, straight razor shaves, shoe shines, all of those cool things for men, and they do a great job. They're not the only barbershop that caters to men in downtown. There's actually um, several. The uh, The parlor house has services for men. The um, iron shop provisions has a barbershop in there, which also caters to men as well. So You guys have quite the variety of places where you can go downtown to get quaffed. So definitely go and do that. Um, On the business and technology front, uh, the local delivery app Gopher has opened up its headquarters in the old United Way building on the 700 block of Ryan, which is right next to Luna. And um, like Waiter, you can have things delivered to you. But unlike Waiter, you can actually have all kinds of things delivered to you. So if you need hardware or something from a uh, brick-and-mortar type store, you can get that delivered as well. So check them out online. Um, sadly, we've had a few businesses close their doors as well in 2019. Um, first and foremost was we lost the Blue Dog Cafe um, down by the new Erdase development. And um, speaking of the Days development, we're going to talk more about that in a minute. Um but uh, Blue Dog closed. Uh, Zephyrs recently closed in December. Um, Scott McGinnis, I spoke with him. He's working on some new business ventures. And uh, so, best of luck to Scott. And thanks for everything you've done downtown. Um, Vision Co., which was located in 311 Broad, closed. And it looks like there's something new coming. I've heard some rumors about what is coming into there. However, I don't want to say anything about it just yet. I want to wait and talk to the to the new owners of that one. Um, On the new business front, I actually got a really awesome personal tour of AirDace yesterday or a couple days ago from um, Roger Landry, who's the developer of that project. And man, I got to tell you, that is one awesome development. It's a it, the apartments are extremely cool, like really nice and, and really well-appointed and spacious. And they have great views and balconies and high ceilings. And uh, the courtyard that's out there in the middle is going to be just fantastic. So can't wait for Days to open up. Um, not 100% sure on the opening date, but it, from the looks of it, they're getting pretty darn close. So uh, we're excited about that. So um, that's it for the recap of 2019 in business news and we are going to um, go ahead and move now to our interview with Mayor Nick Hunter which uh, we sat down with him and visited so let's go to that. Uh, Yeah thanks for taking the time to meet with me today. You're welcome. Um, I'm really excited we're all really excited about everything that's happened in 2019 yeah um I think 2020 is going to be a real blockbuster year for a lot of our downtown initiatives.
1: I think 2020 is going to be one of the biggest years in Lake Charles's history.
0: Yes. and I would I would argue to say that like 20 like your administration is really humming right now like after I you know, you've that. been in office for a couple of years now. And all of the things, it's rare that a politician says that they're gonna do something and then actually start (laughs) to commit on it. (laughs) uh, And not only that, but you did it like through your first, like halfway through your first term, which I think is fantastic. Well, and funny
1: enough, the kind of person I am, I felt like it's almost taken too long. You know, you you get, uh, you go from the private side to the public side and you realize very quickly that it's not just cliche. I mean, things do move slower in government. So, uh, but thank you. I appreciate those comments. Sure.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's a good segue to kind of jump into like what we got done in 2019. What did we do?
1: Sure. So I'll tell you, 2019 was a lot of sausage making, a lot of behind the scenes stuff. And um, that is one thing I, I really try to do before we bring out something to the public like before we're going to announce something for the lakefront before we're going to announce something for enterprise boulevard before we're going to Announce a a parks initiative. I want to make sure that we've done our due diligence behind the scenes Mm -hmm. Um, because too often you do hear about another plan another idea another what if scenario, and then it just fizzles out. And I did not want that to be my administration. If we were gonna announce something on the lakefront, if we were gonna announce something for an economic development district, I wanted it to have some teeth. I wanted there to be something tangible behind it. And so really since I came into office and leading up to some announcements that came in late 2018 and 2019, There was a lot of work that that went on behind the scenes. Yeah. So 2018, actually, late 2018 was when we made the Port Wonder announcement. And um, I'll just give you a quick um, run through of how that project. Yeah, I mean, because that project is, it's going to be historic for Lake Charles. It's going to be transformational. Um, There was $7 million earmarked for Lake Charles from the BP oil spill settlement. Uh, for a, what was called a Science Center and Educational Complex. And it was gonna be administered by LDWF, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. So when we first found out about this project, um, we loved the idea of it. It had the potential to be a tourism draw. It absolutely was going to be something educational for kids to teach youth and really anyone, even adults, about the ecology, the waterways, the fisheries of Southwest Louisiana. We started talking with LDWF and they told us where they were gonna put the project. And it was gonna be in kind of a a distant corner of Lake Charles, an old rice field that they owned. They chose it because they already owned it, but it had almost no traffic counts, no visibility from the interstate. So we started talking with LDWF about, hey, this, this project is fully funded. How can we get the best bang for our buck Mm -hmm. at the same time we're visiting with the children's museum about their desire for a brand new facility um i have a two-year-old son and i can tell you we've been to houston we've been to new orleans we've been to baton rouge with him and a children's museum is a draw and those three examples i just mentioned houston baton rouge and new orleans not only do they have children's museums they have absolutely stellar knock it out of the park children's museums and so uh, we have enjoyed visiting those so we brought the two together I mean I could talk an hour for how it happened like I said it was a lot of sausage making behind the scenes but we brought the two together we got um, enormous positive feedback from philanthropic interests from industry Uh, it's a it's a true public-private partnership we did not wanna to go to the public and say, we needed you to pass a tax to, to make this thing happen. Right. We wanted to use existing revenues. We wanted to use donated revenues. And we haven't made public yet the exact dollar amounts that are coming from the private sector. But some of the dollar amounts you are gonna hear in the million, dollars range, this does not happen much in Lake Charles. And uh, forgive me, I'm a little biased, but I don't know in our history when we've had a project with this many partners, with this many moving parts come together um, like we have with Port Wonder. So Port Wonder was announced in late 2018, but we knew Port Wonder was only the beginning. It was a catalyst, it mm-hmm. was a spark. It was not meant to be, okay, box checked, lakefronts fronts finished. Um, so we spent the majority of uh, 2019 looking for a restaurant because To me, I knew from the moment I was elected, I want a restaurant on that lakefront, and it would be a personal failure of mine. Forget being Mm reelected; It would be a personal failure of mine if we didn't find a restaurant to go on the lakefront.
0: So... um, And you like, you looked, you searched high and low, I remember this. You were like, like putting word out all over the state for people to come in. We did. Not just in Lake Charles, although initially in Lake Charles, but yeah.
1: Yeah. We we visited... um, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Lafayette, some smaller cities, uh, Houston, and visited with a lot of restaurateurs, and I have a a new appreciation for what it takes to pull the trigger on something like that. Um, But I can tell you a couple things. I can tell you that if it were not for Port Wonder, there would not be the Crying Eagle announcement. Crying Eagle would not have gone And made that announcement if they were going to be an island out there by themselves Mm -hmm. so it was um it was almost like a, a positive domino effect you know you have port wonder announced and then crying eagle um so 2020 is a big year 2020 is the year we break ground on port wonder yeah 2020 is the year we break ground on crying eagle and just for the lakefront um there's more to come there's more stuff we're working on right now there's a lot of conversation uh being had about what more we can do but i'll tell you this our philosophy with the lakefront is we want it activated we want it to be something that locals and visitors alike can use Mm -hmm. um you know residential on the lakefront i am not opposed to but i would not be excited about something that was 100 percent residential on the lakefront right because that only benefits basically the person that's renting that that uh, apartment or owning that condo, we want something that locals can enjoy on the lakefront and visitors, because we're in a position with one of the most beautiful lakes in between Houston and Baton Rouge, to where Southeast Texas uh, can go to Kima, uh, they can go to Shangri-La, mm-hmm. but maybe one week in a year, if there's something brand new, exciting going on on the lakefront in Lake Charles, they may say, "Hell, let's go to Lake Charles this weekend." Yeah, or if they're here visiting uh, the casinos. Maybe they might say, you know what? Let's spend one more night in Lake Charles. Let's find out what's what show is going on at the Civic Center, and let's take the kids to the Children's Museum at Port Wonder and go have dinner on the lakefront, and hopefully as things progress, there'll be even more stuff for them to do on the lakefront.
0: Yeah, front. well, and I think that that kind of segues into the idea that um, we develop a strong lakefront, and we have some challenges where we have to sort of bridge that, that um physical boundary between that area and downtown because there's a little bit of no man's land in between here and there, right? Not the end of the world. I don't think it's an insurmountable challenge, but um, talk a little bit number one about your your overall dream or vision for the downtown area and also talk a little bit about Well, talk about that first and then I'll, I'll ask the next question.
1: You got it. I think that first you have to as a as a leader of a city you have to decide, does a thriving downtown matter? The answer is absolutely, 100%, unequivocally, yes. A thriving downtown matters. And that may seem like a simple statement, but in other cities, there's not always that statement. Uh, And I've gotta give a lot of kudos and credit to the previous administration and local uh, businessmen and women. Mm Um, what has happened in downtown Lake Charles today versus 20 years ago is beautiful, it's magical, uh, but it didn't happen by accident, it took investment, it took dollars from the city, look at mm-hmm. the Ryan Street streetscapes, and look at what Ryan Street and the business investment looks like today versus 20 years ago, but it also took some visionaries who were certainly capitalists, by the way there's nothing wrong with making money or a return on your investment, Sure, but there's probably a lot of investments those people could have made that were safer than some downtown investments, but they chose to do it because they love Lake Charles and they had vision. And we know who those people are. And if I start naming names, you I'm going to go on all day. Oh, yeah, and, and I'm going to leave someone but out. But like
0: I'll, I'll, I always say, when people ask me about everything I do at downtown, I say, well, I hate to burst your bubble, but what I'm doing is not altruistic. I'm doing it because I own a business downtown and I want everybody to come downtown and buy ice cream. So, um, and that's, and there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's, that's the key I think is that, that partnership between infrastructure and um, business. And also the idea that this radiates outward, which kind of goes into the next, you know, idea, which if you're not done talking about your vision for downtown, uh, we can continue that. But um, the idea that my philosophy is that we do something strong with our city center, and then that success radiates outward. And I think that's already started happening with some of what you're doing on North Enterprise.
1: Sure. So I, I agree with you. And you know, you, when you ask for a vision for downtown, you, you almost you, you stole my thunder there when you oh. said to, to let it radiate. <laughs> Sorry, man. no, it's no, okay. That's okay because because it's 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 a no-brainer. Um, right now, when when the average person says downtown Lake Charles. If we're being honest with ourselves, they probably think about Ryan Street for five or six blocks. Mm-hmm. That's what they think about. Mm-hmm. I, want that, um, I want that to change over the coming years. When people start to talk about down, quote unquote downtown Lake Charles, I want them to start thinking about that connection between Ryan Street and the Civic Center and the lakefront. Mm-hmm. I want them to think about the connection between uh, the Charpentier District and Enterprise Boulevard. Uh, I want them to think about I-10 and the I-10 corridor. So um, slowly but surely, we're getting there. Mm -hmm. When we set up economic development districts for I-10 and Enterprise, that was very much uh, on purpose and methodical because we believe that a strong I-10 corridor helps downtown Lake Charles. A strong Enterprise Boulevard corridor helps downtown Lake Charles but uh, growth in those areas helps this entire city. And I know we're talking a little bit more about downtown Lake Charles right now, but a strong I-10 corridor helps North Lake Charles. Without a doubt. A strong Enterprise Boulevard corridor helps North Lake Charles. There is this weird, um, uh, untouchable idea of what quote unquote North Lake Charles is. Um, I know you've probably had some of these conversations before. Some people consider Broad Street to I-10 on Enterprise, North Lake Charles, some don't. But I can guarantee you this, and we can talk about it in a moment, but that Acadian announcement, which is the largest uh, financial investment in that corridor probably in the last 30 years Mm -hmm. from a a private business uh, is gonna help North Lake Charles and it's gonna help underserved communities. So my vision for downtown Lake Charles is for it not to be so isolated in people's minds I want it to continue to, I like the word radiate, so I'm gonna steal that, continue to radiate out. And when people think about the lakefront, the Civic Center, downtown Lake Charles, it's not as if you gotta get in your vehicle and drive uh, five or 10 minutes. You know, you could, you could walk. You could walk to a show at Rose Hart Theater and then walk to a restaurant downtown, or you could walk from Port Wonder to a show at the Rose Hart Theater and have lunch uh, or dinner at uh, Crying Eagle. So, um, more walkable, more bikeable, but certainly a more connected and expanded downtown.
0: Yeah. I think that, that, that brings up the idea that, you know, bridging areas, um, it's so weird. Like, you know, having, if you had a, if you had a boardwalk on the lakefront, someone would probably walk two to three miles on that thing and think nothing of it because it's a pleasant controlled walking environment. Mm-hmm. But if you ask them to walk from the front of the Lake Charles Civic Center to City Hall, yeah. they would act like you were asking them to cross the like Arctic tundra or yeah. something. And it's only because of that connected walkability. So I think, uh, you know, that's a challenge for later, but we're always, you're you're thinking about it, we're always thinking about it. Um, now, one of the things that people might wonder about, not port wonder about, but wonder about, um, is the idea that okay? We've you've you've got opportunities here, and you've created opportunities. I think a minute ago we talked about finding a restaurant to come onto the lakefront, and it was not like I, having s- talked to you before. This wasn't a deal where the Averys approached you and you didn't look anywhere else. You're like, oh yeah, we'll just have the Averys come in and do it. You were searching far and wide, and so. You know, what, what's important to me as a business owner downtown is that everybody recognize these opportunities that you're creating. So with that in mind, like, could you talk a little bit about how you would like to work with businesses in the area in the future so that they could embrace these opportunities?
1: Sure, well, I, I'm gonna answer that question in a couple ways. The first way is I'm gonna throw a few suggestions out there for downtown businesses. And I think that organization is key. Uh, and the DBA, mm-hmm. I think, is a great step towards better organization. Uh, businesses downtown have to realize that there is, um, I, I think, a rising tide that can lift all ships. And if someone is downtown eating ice cream one weekend and they have a good experience, they might come downtown next weekend and have a pizza. They might come downtown the next weekend and and uh, go have a, a cocktail with, with their uh, significant other. So I think uh, coordination, organization is huge. Um, and I encourage them as much as they are willing to coordinate with the city. I mean, the city hosts uh, uh, events for downtown Lake Charles. We have 1911 historic city hall, which I've got to talk about for a minute, is absolutely um, I- I- blown and going right now. Um, we had, I think, a 40% jump in the last quarter of last year of, of foot traffic than we had the year before because we are promoting the heck out of that, uh, that facility. We are getting exhibits that are diversified, that are interesting, that are fun. Um, before I was mayor, well, let me not say that. I'll just say this. I'm going to say that 1911's got a lot of fun stuff going on right now. Uh, and, and like I said, the exhibits that we have coming in are, are absolutely, uh, uh, they're, um, you know, they're, they're drawing a totally new group of people. So for businesses downtown, capitalize on what's already there. Um, work with each other to help promote uh, events, to help promote festivals. Uh, more foot traffic is good for everybody. Um, and then also, when it comes to other opportunities, The lakefront is still there. I mean, we've still got a lot of land on the lakefront. Crying Eagle is a local company. We are absolutely not opposed to another local company locating on that lakefront. And there is a lot of land uh, for more uh, development. We are not, in my vision, we're not just going to have one restaurant on the lakefront. Right. Um, We want it to be activated. We want people to have choices. And, uh, you know, you said a moment ago that we launched a, a regional search for a restaurant and we did but I'll tell you I am actually very pleased that the first investment on the lakefront was from a local as opposed to a chain. Yeah. Uh, I think that is going to be a, a beautiful a beautiful combination there.
0: Yeah, and um I don't know that you I don't I it's I I've heard it before so I know it's pretty lengthy. So I don't necessarily know that we want to get into a great deal of detail but um there are in both uh, both at the lakefront as well as the I-10 corridor as well as the uh, North Enterprise corridor there's some incentives in place for businesses that are that are looking to locate or open or move there right?
1: There are I'm glad you mentioned that because and, and the Avery's have given me permission to say this they have said this publicly. They would not have pulled the trigger on that restaurant if it wasn't for Port Wonder Additionally, they would not have pulled the trigger on that restaurant if it weren't for incentives from the city. Mm-hmm. Building on waterfront property right there on the lakefront is expensive, uh, especially when you are the first person that's, that's taking uh, the initiative. Mm-hmm. As I said a moment ago, the Avery's didn't want to be an island, but once they saw Port Wonder there, they were willing to take that chance, and it is a chance putting that first restaurant on the lakefront. So incentives absolutely exist for the I-10 corridor and Enterprise Boulevard corridor. Um, they involve uh, sales tax uh, um, ability for a portion of the sales tax to go back into the project. Of course, it's all gotta be uh, verified by a, uh, an economic professor uh, with a, an analysis that says the city is not giving more than we are receiving okay. in, the, in the long term. That's so, interesting, yeah. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, we had uh, we had an LSU economics professor do a full report on the incentives that went to Crying Eagle because you don't just want Nick Hunter saying, hey, this is a good deal. Yeah. For 20 years from now when I'm not here, um, you want uh, these citizens to know that this city acted with the correct data. Yep. Um, so like I said, economics analysis to make sure that it's a good deal for the city. Uh, but we have other things like waivers of permit fees, a uh, one-time water tap fees, sewer tap fees. Hmm. Um, opportunity zones is something the federal government created. Yes. That's another hour long conversation. That's a whole, yeah. I encourage people to get on YouTube and watch a couple videos about opportunity zones. Yeah,
0: I could even post in the, uh, in the show notes for this. I'll post some links to QOZ stuff as well as um, any stuff the city has on that, on different incentives because mm-hmm. I think for businesses, this is good stuff that you guys need to look at. Um, downtown Lake Charles is a QOZ. It is. And uh, that, in short, it means you can find money pretty easily. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, it's a good investment.
1: And then the last thing uh, I'll throw out there is we have uh, a small millage, but it's a four mills. It's a drop in the bucket. but. Uh, that we can use uh, as an additional incentive for economic development in those areas, and I also want to say this, Nick. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, why I-10, why Enterprise Boulevard?" Well, I believe you have to start somewhere. I think you have to start with the lowest hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. We believe that I-10 with the traffic and Enterprise Boulevard with the land that's available mm-hmm. was the lowest hanging fruit. We don't want that to be the end. We want economic development to continue. Um, into areas that had been underserved, but you have to start somewhere. And by starting where we did, we've already had at this point, three, four, five significant announcements. And when you get a cluster like that, it is a much better result than kind of spread out in Mm -hmm. small drops throughout the city. Um, but if, you know, for instance, a company came to us and they wanted to locate in an underserved area of the city and uh, they wanted us to create an economic development just for them, we would do that. Uh, we would do that. But it, it just takes that company right. that's willing to do it.
0: Well, I think that that's, that's a good point. And um, if someone wants to start talking to the to the city about doing something, how would they do that? Like, I mean... I, you know, I don't, I I try and be respectful of you, so I don't like to just call you up out of the blue and say, hey man, I want to do this. Um, There's some proper channels for working with the city. What what are those?
1: There is, but I'm going to be blunt. If someone wants to take advantage of economic incentives, I want them to come talk. Directly to me. There you have it. Uh, I I want businesses to come talk to the mayor. I I'll be putting them. Nick's cell
0: phone number in the show notes. <laughs> maybe for email this one. <laughs> uh, you can put her out there.
1: But absolutely, that's that's the way I like to do business. Um, okay. We make cold calls, uh, maybe a dozen times a week really? to different companies. And I'll tell you, getting into the Acadian deal a little bit. Um, that deal happened because we called Acadian, invited them in, and mm-hmm. said, "What's your vision?" for your footprint here in Lake Charles? What's your vision for the future here in Lake Charles? When they started talking about their needs, um, we steered them to where they went. And, you know, again, I I know I'm a little biased, but I'm gonna say that that project would not have happened if we hadn't sat down with Acadian and steered them in that direction.
0: That's awesome, congratulations on all this stuff. Um, So we've been going a little while here and I think we got a lot of good material. one thing I want to do is um, like I want to hear like what talk about some of the things you're excited about downtown I mean i know you're you're excited about everything, but like you're a uh, you're a guy who who like not only do you own a business downtown but um, you you patronize downtown you come downtown to do stuff like what are some exciting businesses going on downtown that you want to give some kudos to
1: well uh, I mean man, there's so many right uh, I know that you're sitting here. <laughs> But my son loves p- popping in <laughs> yeah. to Boombox and getting a little ice cream and uh, playing with, with some of those old board games and stuff. I mean, yeah. he really loves that. So we, we make um, weekends out of visiting uh, downtown. My wife and I will, will come. Millennium Park. You know, I'll tell you, as a new dad, relatively new dad, I got a son that's two and a half years old. I did not realize the importance of parks and public spaces like that before I had. My son. When I bring my son to Millennium Park for him at his age, it's like going to Disney World and it's free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so Millennium Park, we enjoy. We enjoy your establishment. Obviously, we come down and dine at Villa Harlequin mm-hmm. a, a couple times. Uh, you know, Luna, uh, we love, Panorama, I've really enjoyed. Um, I, I just I think a Mama Rita's is another good one. You're gonna yeah. get me in trouble now because I'm gonna. That's okay. You I'm don't have to name everybody.
0: Out. Well, we'll catch everybody at some point. We've got some uh, in the show notes here. We've got some some business news and about some new openings and some closings. Good. Unfortunately, but uh, we're gonna fill those in. And uh, so yeah, well, thanks for the time. I think this is uh, this is great for our first podcast kickoff. And um, we'll uh, we'll be reporting on stuff in the future. So. Good deal. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, thanks a lot, man. All right. Thank you again to Mayor Hunter for taking the time to spend with us. That was an incredibly enlightening conversation, and I think that anyone interested in what the mayor's office is doing should probably uh, pay close attention to these kind of conversations because he's uh, very transparent in what he's doing, and that's what you want from your local government. So now let's take a look at events for 2019 and do a quick recap on everything that happened in downtown The Louisiana Winter Beer Festival celebrated its fifth year on the Courthouse Square in March, and it'll return to this location as well in May of 2020. However, they're changing the name of the festival from the Louisiana Winter Beer Festival to just the Louisiana Beer Festival. So it's going to be the same great event, um, great music, food, and of course beer, Um, and that's going to be May 9th of 2020. And tickets should go on sale around February 1st for that one. Um, and then we had another great season of Live at the Lakefront in March with some really big acts. Uh, it's a fantastic annual event out at the Civic Center Amphitheater, and we're really looking forward again to this uh, in just a couple months. Last year had a ton of great acts, including Wayne Toops, Mickey Smith Jr., a great uh, new um Rockabilly band called Cry Baby and Flamethrowers, of course, and several others. And we'd love, as the Downtown Business Association, to see more events like this at the Civic Center Amphitheater. Um, along the line of free concerts, we also had our great annual event put on by the City of Lake Charles downtown at sundown. And uh, that again had uh, people like the Tugboats, uh, Terrence Simeon, and the Zydeco Experience, Blue-Siana Red. And lots more. And that's just a really cool street festival in downtown that takes place in May and early June. Um, This year, the Rouge et Blanc, uh, which is the major fundraiser for the McNeese Banner series, returned to downtown after being gone for a few years. And it was a fantastic event. They actually lit up all of the downtown, uh, like the courthouse and the buildings with lights and had um, fantastic weather and a great experience with food and, and wine. Um, so hopefully they'll be returning to downtown in the future. Um, on the festival front, Chuck Fest uh, celebrated its sixth year on the 700 block of Ryan street. And, and they've pretty much taken over half, at least half of the down main core of downtown and it'll probably wind up expanding further in future years. Um, had a record crowd this year. I think it was like ten thousand people that came out for this event this year. Um, and I will say that I noticed for this year's event that they were incredibly well organized. Uh, the event was very clean this year and very uh, friendly atmosphere. Good times. And uh, so, c- congratulations to Dave, Nan, and their team of people that have been putting this event on because. They've really created a great event that I can see growing to, you know, massive, massive event for our area. Um, the second annual Smoke and Barrel celebration of uh, bourbon, barbecue, and whiskey uh, followed up in uh, this year, and it had a great uh, turnout. The attendance was up, they say, by about 33%. Uh, Nathaniel Allured, uh, who, who's the uh, one of the organizers of that, reported to me that, uh, they had a really uh, cool, it's a, they had an amateur barbecue competition. Um, they had uh, local artists that used actual barrels as their canvas to create uh, kind of like uh, one of a kind masterpieces for a silent auction. And, um, and then they had a VIP section that was great. They had a family friendly area with general admission. And um, it was just a really cool event, again, with great weather. And some, they're, they're coming back again in November 2020. They're also doing a beer run, uh, which I'll bring you more information on that in the future. But something you know, important to, to, to point out about all these downtown events is not only are they increasing the uh, quality of life here in Lake Charles for people, but these events are raising money for charities. So Smoke and Barrel gives their money to the United Way of uh, Southwest Louisiana. Um, the Louisiana Winter Beer Fest splits uh, their uh, ticket sales with nonprofits every year. And I think in the five years that we've been doing that event, we've given away a, approximately 125 or $140,000 to different charities in this area. So that's quite a lot of money raised from people just getting together and having fun. And um, you know that's really important because we're, it's it's a great way to to for everybody in the community to participate in uh, supporting these nonprofits. Mm-hmm. So that's it for the events for 2019. Um, stay tuned to this podcast because we are going to be sharing upcoming events for uh, in future episodes. And speaking of future episodes, on the DBA uh, Downtown Business Association front, we have uh, just completed our downtown wayfinding signs. So if you look around town, you'll probably notice that there's some cool new cast-iron signs with maps of downtown on various intersections up and down Ryan Street. Um, those signs are done. We're going to be doing an official unveiling of those in the very near future, so we'll keep you posted on that. Um, and we're also growing our board of directors on the Downtown Business Association so that we can be a more active board. And um, you know, we, we really want to bring you more in-depth coverage on governmental affairs as it affects downtown residents and businesses, Um, we want to not only tell you about events, but we want to actually create some events. Um, we want to help businesses grow and we sort of want to just, uh, you know, do everything related to downtown. So definitely stay tuned to this podcast. If you're interested in learning about membership in the DBA, you can visit our website at, um, www.downtownlakecharles.org and, uh, Yeah, and and definitely sign up or uh, we have several membership levels. We have businesses, um, we have affiliate members, and then we also have residents and friends of downtown, which is about a $25 a year annual membership that you can sign up for. And uh, that'll get you in the loop on everything going on. So thanks for listening to this, and we will be back to you in February with more downtown business news.